which we've incubated in COVID and what that will release. Mm. You know, I couldn't help but feel people who hated their jobs had an awesome four weeks because the government provided yeah. us a It's space. like a holiday. Correct. But, and if you really isolated it, you might have come out someone different. And we don't know what that means yet. So, you know, it, it might not go anywhere good. Uh, it doesn't appear that way if I'm watching what's happening in the world. But maybe long-term, it will be good. Do, do, do you think you came out different? Yep. 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 I think <laughs> I came out a bit ruder. I think, and and I mean that very specifically because I'm, I'm someone who, I, and I haven't quite worked out why, but I'm a people pleaser. And I think many of us are, you know, particularly mm. if you do a lot on, online, you're trying to always dance that line around what's acceptable and what's not. But, you know, I'm 39 and I tell you that no one wants to hang around with a super polite 40 year old, you know, <laughs> you need someone and, and, and a super polite 40 year old is not going to um, contribute. They're it, just doesn't, gonna... it doesn't sound like a bad thing though, being super polite. <laughs> Yeah, I guess super polite where you're not j- you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm. You know, where the politeness really over politeness, um, and it's weird because I even call my podcast "Please, Please Blow My, blow my Mind." You know? <laughs> and 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 I think it's just it's an effort for me because I do I do like manners, but mm. it can be too much, and we do need people to tell us. Um, what's up you know so yeah i'll be interested to see where i go because i'm I'm saying no a lot more after lockdown do you do you is this part of this kind of overall shift to more authenticity even if that authenticity is more bluntness and more i I think so i think so and you know uh i don't quite know how to read it but it's something uh like even every movie that we like tells us that you got to go right to the edge where you're not sure. Mm. Um, Rocky, you know, everything. It's not mm. going to work. It's not going to work. How are we going to get out of this? You know, Breaking Bad, all of these things, there's no way out. And then always something happens at the end. It's got to push that character right to the edge, reveal the the last grasp of them, you know? Mm. And, and, you know, I guess that's the thing that's kind of really affects me when people don't, or choose not to travel that path. It's um, you, you don't get a chance to meet the hero, you know. And I don't know if there will be one for me. I, I hope so. I hope that I hope that I'm um, that as my journey goes, I can give the attention to the right things. Like one of the one of the areas I'm really trying hard at is my wife doesn't do it so much anymore, but we would have these conversations about how polite and nice I am to all of the podcast guests, how kind of honest and authentic I was at home. Mm. And, and I could see that while my authentic side to her wasn't always an awesome side, you know, Mm. but everyone else was seeing this, this version. And so I don't think I'm trying to make me the same, but I'm definitely trying to, look at each scenario and say I want to give you this version of me because I think I would like to Mm. be more active in the decision making and being more present with the decision making Um, 
in more areas than just relationship wise, you know? Mm. So what does that do? That gives me permission to say no. That gives me permission to say yes at home. And, and, you know, I I don't know how the numbers will stack up at the end, but I still believe that it's probably a good thing to find someone that you can say you love and to, you know, try a long-term game with them you know mm. and 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 i guess i'm someone who's free to choose however you want to choose but when you choose somebody you're accountable to them and i think it's a small version of being accountable to everyone you know uh sometimes i think man i wish i had time like when i was younger but you know you were younger too we all you we were younger and it's not like you did anything with that <laughs> We were just us then, you know, yeah. so we always had constraints. It was a money thing or we didn't have a car or whatever it was. So, so it's just case by case where you make it work and you try and carve out the time when necessary. And, you know, you were talking about being over 50. That is a, that's why the goal of being over 50 would be awesome because presumably you'd have sussed out a few more of these things. Just be us then, but we'll probably be talking about other things. This is this is a tangent, um, but it just occurred to me. It's it's interesting. Some research uh, says that you are that it takes you until late forties uh, mm. when you're at your happiest. Why do you think that is? I think it's a um, well, it's a it's a it's a uh, it's a physiological thing too, right? Like, you know, you, I was watching a neuroscientist talk the other day. You're the most malleable between something like zero to 25, mm. but you're kind of, and I'm paraphrasing, you're kind of the most useless then too. So you're the most flexible with the least amount of opportunity. Mm. And then after that, you become more rigid and stiff in these, um, and how you go kind of physically and mentally. And I just thought it was interesting because all the opportunity seems to be over this side. Yeah, but you wish it was there, and I think that's our tension with, um, mm. you know, age, right? Where it's cool to think back and think, man, if I was younger, I could do that. But I think a lot of it's an excuse for you know not taking the time for yourself, not investing in fitness. I mean, I invested a bunch of time in fitness over COVID, and mm. we're still in COVID, but lockdown. You know, um, what do you do when you got heaps of time to hang out? Well, you, you want to move. Yeah. You know? So I just think it's a knowledge thing. Most people equate exercise with, you know, CrossFit and mm. uh, all these things. And one of the areas I've been exploring is, you know, this amazing four minute scientific workout that, that releases nit nitric oxide in your body and effectively lowers your blood pressure because it expands your blood flow. Mm. And people could get their head around that. One, it's time, time good, and two, it does something practical with mm. with how your body moves, and that's 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 the, that's my next ten years is understanding more the balance between science and feeling. Yeah, I, I was watching that. I thought it was really interesting, and it's like mm. not only are you exploring those things, but you're also sharing them. Is that part of? Is that is that? What is that part of? Is that part of a purpose for you? Is that part of this kind of rocky journey that you're on? <laughs> uh, maybe it's an accountability, you know, that, that 
I'm actually speaking to uh, maybe something like praying. You know, you're speaking to a third party. I don't imagine anyone when I'm speaking, when I'm saying it out loud, but there is something happening there. Mm. If you think about it, this one, this is what freaks me out sometimes. I'm speaking out loud and no one's around. Mm. Like if people do that without a camera, everyone's like, whoa, what's happening there? Mm. Because I have this portal and it's assumed it's going somewhere. There's plenty of videos I record and I don't upload them. So I'm just speaking out loud. I mean, how is that different to praying, you know, or, or something like that, you know? And I wonder if those are the areas we miss when we discount rituals and stuff, you know, what are they actually serving? And, and I want to find those. Like I heard this thing about humming, you know, no one ever sits, to, sits down and thinks, why do we hum? But it has a biological thing where it enacts a part of our, you know, diaphragm that's calming. And, you know, if you think about baby, you know, we do that stuff all the time, but we actually don't hum all the time. So you can't sit around and whinge about how crap our life is if we don't explain things like why moving is important, why singing is important, why laughing is important. We just look at the byproducts of these, mm. uh, you know, the same with most people don't understand why we get up and have to go in the sun. You know, it's, it's not just for a tan. It's mm. not just the light source. It's not just vitamin um, D or whatever it is. But as neuroscience says, it enacts a series of events all the way till you go to sleep. And you need that start. Mm. And what happens if you don't? Well, your body doesn't enact a series of events. And what happens when that happens? Well, your body sends a message to you saying, this is not right, William. Something's wrong. And what is that? Well, add all of those up and you can imagine what depression is, in my opinion. You mm. can imagine what unhappiness is, in my opinion. I think it's a series. Your body's saying, dude, do it. Get up, go. And then you're not doing it. So it's sitting there and I guess your, your, your body gets confused. Your mind gets confused. So look, I'm a baby in this world. But literally in that whole area, I am just, you know, a snail. But, but I'll, I'll go this long game. I'm, I think I'm only here because of the, you know, three or 400 conversations I've had. But well, you can only hear these things before you get, mm. you wonder, you know. Yeah, well, that's interesting because it's not just you standing over an ice bath talking to yourself. You mm. you are having these right. these mind blowing conversations. Uh, <laughs> is that what inspired that? What was the catalyst mm. for you to go down that track and to really start having these types of conversations? Well, look, and I still am like this. We're all looking for what makes us unique. So it's not that I was someone who always had deep conversations. It's just I feel like there's a gap for someone to have deep conversations. Just because I'm a Cook Islander, it does. it's actually irrelevant. I mean, that's a cool marketing tool that's this Cook Island podcaster and you know, he has these deep conversations, um, even some of the feedback. So some of my podcasts have been playing on a, on a new Pacific pop-up channel called Audiana TV. And, and some of the feedback was, 
this isn't Pacific Island content. <laughs> and my pushback to them was, well, what the hell is Pacific Island content? Mm. Raros enjoy deep chat. Of course they do. Mm. It's just that we have a picture, right? A narrative is when you picture something, it has to be with the food and the dance. And, you know, and these are beautiful parts. There's many parts to all of us. And who do we imagine when we think of deep conversation? Well, probably not a, you know, half arrow dude in a beanie sitting in his garage podcasting. Mm. But this is, that's the kind of area I think is an added extra bonus, but it's not the main reason. Um, it's most likely because, because I can, because I have the capacity to, you know, think about the day. I don't believe there's any kind of philosophical pictures of anyone running away from a tiger, having a great insight. You know, they're normally full, calm, having time to reflect something like the body after a workout that does most of its healing, you know, during sleep. And then you wake up and, you know, you have your thought or, or a shower thought, which is the calmness of the water spraying on you reveals something in your subconscious. So, so, it's probably because I have the capacity to sit back and think and did as a kid, you know, growing up on a a farm in the Coromandel was awesome. I had lots of time, like sing out loud to cows, you know, them not really knowing what the hell you're up to. But just even that is, is different enough to, um, you know, just to let me see the world a different way and add on top of that, the multicultures, mm. you know, some type of responsibility. I feel, I don't think we've truly explored, you know, let's say the half cast, for example, where their role is. I think there's definitely a role. I think it is the connector, mm. you know, um, because it can't be, it can't be that uh, it's, it's, those of us i don't think that exists no i'll say it again i don't think there's us and them that's it mm. it's only those of us you know so we're all us and um and i mean who better to connect those two than all of these mixtures and culture that wars have been fought over for the right to be with who the hell you want to be with mm. do you feel do you feel that there has been a shift? Has there been a shift in your perspective? Have has has there been any sort of mental expansion or uh, you know new? I guess new ways of connecting things together in terms of uh, that that have come from your three hundred conversations so far. Are you a different will now than you oh, were at definitely. the beginning of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, even me referencing the fact that um, that. I'm actively trying to pursue new things kind of during COVID. This is not just COVID, you know, you, you like one of the beauties I think of having conversations and why I think they're so popular worldwide is because they share perspectives, right. And they share ideas and not all the ideas we like, but I, I believe in, and look, I can apologize later because I'm not sure of the science, but I believe it's better for us to be exposed than to be protected. And I actually mean that psychologically and physically, you know, um, we need to grapple with an idea. 
I think how I try and think about it is when you first have your first breakup, you know, with your partner or something like that, how just world ending it is, Mm. but you, you do pull it back and every day that goes by, you get some strength to move on Mm. and build from that. And you eventually meet someone else. So you would say that feeling is so horrible. You never want to pass it on to someone. I guess what I'm saying is if you don't have that feeling then when you're, let's say, under 25, moldable, and you start having them older, these first massive life-changing moments, potentially it's tougher on you. You know, something like the chicken pox. It sucks as an adult, I've heard. Mm. But as a child, you, you work through it. So I definitely am someone different. Whether I'm really different, I don't know. I created a character for this podcast that definitely has different vocabulary than Will outside of podcasting. Uses words like vocabulary. Uh, I don't, I mean, I believe in, you know, hypnosis and that the mind, um, I mean, I don't think I need to say I believe in it. Hypnosis is a thing, but I believe in the unexplainable stuff that happens when you're hypnotized. And I do think that things like your subconscious, of course they're always on, but they also listen to you. So the hours I sit here talking about stuff builds me, you know, like it, like it can degenerate you when you are saying, I suck, I'm fat, I can't do this. You know, we know that happens. Many people have that right now where they're like there's this inner critic boom 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 so i think uh i'm just lucky enough that i have this outer critic that's just constantly connecting with people constantly throwing ideas around you know hopefully i'm i'm more of a pleasure every time i get to talk to someone because i've taken i've practiced taken in some new information and and we have more of a fast track to a connection you know You sort of implied that uh, maybe there weren't as many deep conversations going on. Is that is that what you think, or do you, I mean? Because now we've got these platforms where where you can start a podcast and you can have as deep a conversation as you as you like. Is, uh, are things changing? Yeah, I mean they are changing. Uh, whether or not we're building an attention span, you know, in some facets of our life, I think mm. podcasts. Are awesome to get you to and from work mm. and maybe at work if you can manage to squeeze them in uh, they're a good time filler i've heard lots of people talk about i do the dishes when i listen to my podcast mm. uh, but they're also a really good just uh educator in the background you know p- pending you know the correct kind of information going into your ears which sometimes i'm not sure if <laughs> the right stuff goes in but but yeah i, I would say we part of what we see in the world today with this miscommunication of each other and the unrest with each other is purely due to not having deep enough conversations. Mm. And I don't mean it like a free speech thing. I don't, I don't say, I actually don't think you should say whatever you want to, because that is, I believe why you have this filter (laughs) that, Mm operates for you you know you don't want to be unfiltered surely 
Like that's different to being authentic. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 am I allowed to swear? Oh, go for it. Yeah. But you're just an asshole then. You know, someone who can just say stuff, mm. shit all over the people who actually fought for your freedom to think. Mm. I think you can think whatever you want, but that's the, that's that step, right? And you got to be careful too. Thinking whatever you want is dangerous as well. Mm. So, that, you know, it's always goes back to that responsibility, but, I think we think deeply, but I don't think we talk deeply and whether or not that's just how humans are. Yeah. But I mean, where do they send you when you're at your antenna mm. to someone to talk? You know? do you, yeah. There's a couple of things there. Uh, mm. I want to pick up on the, on the thinking deeply, but mm. I thought there was a really interesting point about the difference between free speech, mm. uh, you know, the amount of speech and, and, and then talking deeply. Um, it seems that often, free speech can just be ammunition for a certain ideology. Whereas if we were really having deep discussions, there would be, I mean, what is your, what is your definition of a deep discussion? Is there a certain malleability in, in that exchange? Look, I think it's, it's a, it's a connection. And so you have to be able to uh, kind of break down what, what a connection is. It's probably like a relationship, you know, uh, it is, I, I don't know where I heard it, but I think it's the, it's, it's so we don't have to fight physically. Mm-hmm. We can talk, you know? So, you know, the more, I'm not a fan really of either spectrum, which is I can say whatever I want. And then someone telling me I can't say something. I'm not a fan of either of those. I guess I'm somewhere like, I get it if it's too hard to decide, you've got to pick those. It's mm. kind of like my argument with uh, being mixed culture, that it's easier to pick one or the other. It's actually harder to sit in the middle and to tell everyone that you don't pick a team. And I think it's probably the same with that speech stuff, that either end is just, it's the bottom of the cliff thinking, you know, um, you know how it is, though. If you say something and it hurts someone, that's a real thing, mm. including to yourself. So the fact that the idea would be I can say something unfiltered is silly, and the fact that you can't say something is silly too. It's probably it's just attention and it's probably right that each have to push off each other. The curveball, I think is the algorithm digitally mm. looking at what's acceptable based off a of human emotion. Right. So I have considered actually that there's a time in my life where I've done enough talking for the algorithm and I'll stop. I've got what I need, which is my thousand conversations. I'll probably actually do that. I'll probably stop after a thousand. So for a couple of reasons, one there's a lot of living left to do outside of the digital realm. Two, I've cataloged myself for my kids and they can upload me somewhere based off a thousand chats and get a reasonable version of me. And, and I would have leveraged the internet for the best I believe it can be, which is the connection part. You know, we, it's harder for us to get together in real life. So we fast track at doing this, you know, Mm. it's awesome that people get to come along for the journey, but I'm less interested about that. The more I get into this, 
I'm less interested. You know, there's, there's lots of stuff I'm doing now where I don't turn the mic and camera on. And I think mm. that's how it should be. It's a shame though, if you really pin your hopes on someone's journey, because you might, you might actually miss the best bits. Mm. So, you know, there's a lesson in that too. Like kind of don't, don't make people your idols too much, you know, be inspired, get the fuel. Learn, you know, that's what I've done. I've taken all these things, Joe Rogan and you know, Mark Marin and all these cool podcasters who have made these livings. And I like the idea, you know, I can do what I want to do and people find value in it. But I desperately hope that most of us won't be online in another, in another generation that we will revalue, you know, uh, an actual conversation with each other, not being recorded because it's still awesome. You know, you can even be more brutal about life knowing that you're not being recorded. Um, you can be more honest than any podcast interview ever. You can never be misinterpreted because I'm sure you can, but you have less chance of being misinterpreted because, because you have other things um, working with you like your micro expressions and, you know, like the chemical balance, you know, when we shake hands, we're sharing stuff, stuff, right? And I just think there's more wins for us catching up to have regular, regular chats. And, and surely somewhere along the way, an ancestor of mine passed by an ancestor of yours and they would have sat, eat, fight, whatever. But it was, that was a moment, you know, they would have been mindful all of these things we're aiming towards today. So yeah. Um, it's hard for me because I'm very, I don't think I'm, I don't, <laughs> I had a chat with a comms PR person the other day and we were talking about how do I brand myself, you know, and I'm interested in that idea because I'm interested to see how I think I need to sell it. But, you know, obviously, what's the saying? If it, oh, some silly saying, but talking about like clickbaity stuff, right? And I was like, well, what's the clickbait version of me <laughs> for my podcast? Okay, well, one option could be, uh, you know, Pacific Island podcaster thinks that um, Pacific Island people don't talk deep enough and that it's all about, you know, the dancing and and we've got to get more deep conversations, something to ruffle feathers, right? But I wouldn't do that because I know that's not true. <laughs> but this is the balance we have to um, dance with. And, and so, yeah, it's weird because I'm kind of getting to that point where uh, I don't really care. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I do care. And I've cared all my life about that stuff. But it would be nice to reach a place where that's, the drive isn't so you like me, mm. you know, and, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. There's something, yeah, there's something interesting going on in that, you know, you mentioned the clickbait title and I was, I was reading a report the other day um, about some scientific findings within the, uh, within the Maui dolphin world. So there were some findings that were, that were put out to say that commercial fishery fishing was having a big impact, but uh, then another report came out saying that this was misleading. But a lot of a whole lot of people they don't even look at reports or or read the article. It's just purely decision made on headline, uh, and then there will be a whole lot of um, sort of social commentary based on that. Uh, so it's like we, you know, the 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 online world has 
it gives us the potential of connection and deep discussion, but it also um, creates an environment where you get away without having that at all. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think we know how deep it goes. I don't think we have a, uh, you know, I don't think that most of us really understand the deepness and the kind of scariness of this world that we're in. Uh, and I mean that digital space, right? I, I think most of us don't really get how it's used against us in terms of data collection. I and think then, yeah, and manipulation. Correct. You know, and, and like, I don't care if this is true or not. This is what I heard. And it makes sense because you can imagine it. And we have to assume our imagination is powerful because it is, it is the reason Elon's rockets landed. Um, well, and hard work and engineering, but this idea that you're, when you click the, I am not a robot on a website, there's data being measured from your mouse movements. And I heard that even that is being measured and they can tell from that, whether you have these motor neuron issues in the future and this is the conspiracy part instead of telling you hey well just we've measured your thing and you've got this you should get it checked out it might pop up as an ad when you're ready when you're when you're presenting when you're showing symptoms and i think that's where that's that that's that darkness of humanity the withholding of knowledge you know and and we have it right we know that um that it exists and, and this is a collection for the next generation, but yeah, it, it, that's, you know, that's, the, that's one of the big things that annoys me is that most of the solutions are quite straightforward, but you have to know mm. like breathing, for example. So most people breathe through their mouth and we don't realize because we just think it's breathing. And most people will say, dude, it's just breathing. What's well, not just breathing. When you look at how we're supposed to breathe scientifically and, and physiologically, we're supposed to have our mouth shut and we're supposed to breathe through our nose. You know, we're not supposed to walk around. <laughs> this is a symptom of whatever we're trying to put up with this pace of life, you know, stress, anxiety. So when you start breathing through your mouth, your quality of air is not as good as the nasal breath. And even that will change your life. And I mean, change your life in a real way. Learn to breathe with your nose. You won't snore at night because you snore because your mouth's open. So you'll have better sleep. Imagine if you just had better sleep. Then you would contribute positively to mental health prevention, right? And Right now, it's luck if you're listening to this that you hear that and that might take you down a nasal breath journey. Like, tell me that doesn't suck, you know, mm. that you have to fluke your way to learn something. So um, that's maybe where I pivot in my journey is to say, you know, all right, you can have algorithms that look after stock and things that talk about medicine cool but what are some fundamental areas where you need mixtures of cultures to see mm. a parallel path and i've have been dabbling with this you know i've been thinking of something that syncs up kind of a, a primal way of living and a, a future idea a future version of us 
Um, what does that look like? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's actually probably closer to what you imagine it would look like. It's a instead of your notification telling you that you've got a new email, it might say blood sugars are low. Let's go and have a perfectly designed protein shake, whatever that is. You know, mm. whoops, you are fifty seven percent chance of I don't know vitamins are low what we do is we just guess we're guessing and 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 i think that for some of us it works because you've got enough cards uh, you know stacked up for you but for most of us i think um you know it's only a matter of time if i don't control my weight that i have diabetes i have a heart attack and my life dramatically changes it's just a matter of time for all of us if we are not knowing the information so that's why i uh and 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 imagine how unfair it is that all you would need to do is to know that if you that your breath can access your mind physically your diaphragm talks to the part of your brain which says i'm okay and it talks to the part of your brain which says fight or flight right and that there's there's no debate about that. This is just how the human body works. Mm. So why are we talking about over here that you need to be meditating and mindful, but yeah. we're not saying that you can't be that. You're saying to someone, you're assuming that everyone has running shoes and they've got a, a, a hydration before running. I'm saying we're telling people to run and we don't have the running shoes on. We don't even know what shoes are. And we haven't had water for a long time. So we're dehydrated. And um, there's a lot for me to learn in that space. But but I actually think this, the answers are more simple. They have to be more simple. There is to love a child when they're born requires nothing of you than to just love them. It requires everything of everyone else to build you properly, to make you not a person of hurt but it doesn't require anything and anyone can do it. So it has to be that simple, right? It has to be. Otherwise, otherwise it wouldn't be worth all of the sleepless nights, nappy changes, fear of them going off into the world and the world winning, you know, it has to be. Do you think that there's the, is there the potential that you will connect the dots between the conversations you've been having, the experiments that you've been doing on yourself, the, you know, the focus on neuroscience, the, mm. the understanding of breathing. Will you start connecting these things together and, and will you create something that solves some of those problems? And then you look at health within the Pacific Island community. Mm. Uh, there's some, there's some serious stuff going on. Do you, is that part of, is that part of the journey potentially? I want to say yes, but like every good movie, nothing's guaranteed, <laughs> you know. Um, it's a worthy goal in my opinion. It's worthy because no one's looking in that field. It was the same when I first started podcasting. No one was podcasting. So I got a kick out of it when everyone started, but I got annoyed at myself that I didn't double down and become better quicker. Hmm. So I get the same sense around this holistic approach and I, and I don't mean it like holistics loaded right it's like saying vegan it means something to different people it, it's not we don't know what that means it means different things to different people i need to find a better way of articulating it but it's in in some ways cook island 
culture is helping me. So I am developing something. I probably need to do a little bit more work on it, but let's talk about it so that I can at least archive it here in case it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, well, look, the ideas are still being formed, but I have an idea of three pillars, right? And it's effectively uh, the breath, the mind, and moving forward. And I think it is in that order where you breathe so you can think and you think so you can move. And it is forward specifically because that is the only way we know life works in reality. Like, yes, you can imagine the past, and but most likely it gets you into trouble, right? If you dwell on the past, you know, no one, but moving forward uh, neurologically, and I'm no neuroscientist, but I will aim to have more deep conversations with neuroscientists so I can upgrade my thinking. But the eyes respond positively when we walk forward. It tells the brain we're doing something, we're moving. You know, that is the solution when uh, people are feeling down. They say, get up, go outside. They don't tell you why. This is the bit that annoys me. Go outside because the forward movement enacts things in your mind. Then you add on to that the sun that goes on you, which sets that path of um, how your body's supposed to supposed to work. You get the heart rate up because you're moving, right? It's two or three things stacking on top of each other. And all of us think that it's just like, you know, I'm just going to go for a run. Well, you're not just doing that. You're enacting, you know, who knows, a million things that have to be enacted for us to, to move forward. So, you know, because I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, I hope that it kind of my intent comes through. But I think we just, we just have it in the wrong order. We put too much importance on some things. You know, you can't put all the importance on the mind because it doesn't help you when you're trying to do something physically. So what would you do? Well, I think taking away all of the kind of woo-woo is probably a good idea and trying to think about things and just what they do, you know, um, simply stating that breathing through your nose accesses the diaphragm, which talks to the mind. You, you don't really need much more than that. That's, uh, such, that's, that's interesting. Because yeah. the woo-woo thing, it probably turns a lot of people off, right? There's a whole lot of people that aren't getting really just really valuable insight mm. because. Yeah. Well, well, I think they're doing it for different reasons. I don't think health is it. I think it's a replacement for things like, so I follow Wim Hof really closely and I love that man, but, and I've tried many times to get him on the podcast. He's too busy. Once you do Joe Rogan, you're too busy for everyone like me <laughs> for now. Um, but I think he becomes a demigod for people, uh, an ideal of something, you know, like a Batman figure. And, and that's dangerous in my opinion, because you, then you're not listening. You're only watching this, you know, your favorite movie star do something. But actually when you listen to him, he's talking about all of these really practical things, get in the cold, you know, it'll change you. And, and even the getting in the cold, you know, it, it, it does something to you. It, and I mean, I've been obviously th dabbling with this as well, adding that to the breathing. So you got the breathing to access the air, to access the mind, to access the thought, to put that into something physical. And then you've got the the cold, which is it's your connection back into nature. You know, most of us stay away from the cold. 
most of us think cold is bad for you. I think most of us think you get a cold from being in the cold. But if you are in the cold, the lessons you learn is that you're not stronger than it. Hmm. And, and I think that, you know, I've started using that word submission. I submit to the cold and submit is a weird word for me because it, it doesn't have a positive connotation. We don't want to submit to anything. Mm. I'm not submitting to your ideas. I even hate submitting assignments. Especially but, with your with your new uh, authentic mm, personality now. Mm, mm. But what if the truth is you got to lose to something? And mm. at least if you can lose to it and, and you can be in control of that. Like I always know I'm going to get out. Mm. So if you don't try and beat the cold, if you just let it win, uh, what does your body do? Well, it is different from your mind. We know that your, of course they work together, but your body thinks it's like in danger. Mm. So it enacts the right fight or flight to survive. But again, you've done it in the right way. You've actively triggered it. Not a boss's email coming to you. Yeah. Work's gone too long. I'm trying to hide a secret. Um, I've caffeined myself up. I love coffee. So you know what I mean? Sub a substance. Mm. Um, and so you end up getting this control and you end up building this foundation where you're like, I'm going to willingly put myself through this. And then the positive ramifications, I don't need to know what they are. All I need to know of is I've enacted them, you know? So I, I think if I could find more things like that, I'd be really happy because then, uh, well, one, I'll share them as soon as I can. And two, they will be an active way for me to um, to deal with life, you know? Yeah. There's something really interesting in that concept of submission as well. And we were talking about addiction um, before. And there are, you know, we've got we've got issues here in, in many different types of addiction. But part of, and in a, in a, in a podcast you were talking about, uh, the power of discomfort, you know, because mm -hmm. so much, so much addiction is really, it really comes from short-term comfort. You know, you kind of just fall on uh, what makes you feel good without kind of going through, um, go, pushing yourself to go, to go further. Is that part of it? Is that like, like doing an ice bath? Is that, is that part of also getting some control um, as well so, as submitting? I think you just blew my mind. I think you just said the answer, which is the amazing thing about a conversation. How long have we been going? About an hour that's about right that the that nature would bring out the gold now uh so you said short-term discomfort versus short-term comfort you short-term comfort as the way to describe um addiction hmm. and that serves a purpose right so that's the exact opposite for short-term discomfort it serves the exact opposite hmm. as the short-term comfort because the short-term comfort we know is not good for you. So just say that backwards. The short-term discomfort is good for you. Mm. And I think it's like as simple as that. Now, you still have some work to do, just like there's lots of options for things to comfort you. Food, drugs, love, hate. Over here, there's the same type of things. Cold, you know, heat, uh, movement emotion, you know, humming, <laughs> breathing. And 
I don't think it really matters which one. You just can't leave it up to luck to find it. And I think this is where over here you can see how it is luck, whether it be heroin, pee. Mm. It's, it's, it's not the main conversation. There was a series of actions. Mm. And look, I'm just speaking freely, but I don't really know, right? So this is the podcast realm. We just speak like we know, but I don't. <laughs> I just assume that. <laughs> um, so, so you end up somewhere. And it's the same over here. If you don't know kind of what's up and down uh, in in the world of, you know, what things do I need to turn on in myself and turn off, then you end up, you know, uh, um, out of your depth and you end up exhausted just like over in that space. But luck is the key and, and the hoarding of the knowledge is also the key. Um, the decision-making around what's valued as um, good for us is the key. I don't like that uh, we outsource um, our happiness to others, you know, and some of it, it's difficult to navigate because you need a certain amount of, um, it shouldn't be up to us how much greenery there is in a city. That's someone who studied to work that out. And it probably shouldn't be up to us, um, you know, the fact that water running or whatever, because that's back to that, the reason we're not in these small tribes anymore is because we're trying to make it work on scale. That's the mm. cars analogy, you know, zoom, zoom, you do your part, I'll do my part. But there definitely has to be an acknowledgement that we don't live how we did, but we still need to trigger those things until we can cyborg with our phone and it can take over that for us. If we don't, if we don't understand how to trigger the right things, then we're just going to be, um, you know, continuing how we are misdiagnosing things, um, finding suppression tactics. It's mm. interesting. I, I love that concept of outsource happiness. Is, is, is the implication in that that we've become a little bit entitled as well? Yeah, I think you don't do it consciously, though. You just do it because we're used to it. I mean, each of us outsource happiness. We all outsource happiness. I was happy to outsource chorus to do my fiber connection right i'm not that proud that i contribute to people in factories making my iphone but we all outsource it somewhere and so when you think you're not opted in i mean we're opted in right this is the kind of that's hilarious for me that anyone anywhere ever says you you shouldn't be because i mean that's just kind of ignorance and and willful um you know, just ignoring on purpose you know but but you it's, it's it's also not on you to solve that that that's too big that's too big and this contributes to the negative outlook we have on life because it has to be up to us really to solve global warming you know it's too big but i bet if it was on us and it is on us to Look after your health, look after you know your your mind then um, then that's a fair thing to ask of people, I think, and mm. we totally outsource that too, you know um, outsource it to fast food, outsource mm. it to our to our taste buds, to our impulses, you know they just get overwhelmed and confused and yeah, 
and and by no means is any of this really easy. It might be easy for moments, but you know, there's long days that we live and you can't control everyone. So you've got to work out how to make it work most of the time. Yes. Kind of suffer as little as possible. I was talking to my wife today and we were saying, um, this journey of, you know, me kind of growing and saying no a bit more and being a bit ruder to others, but nicer to the family. It's not to make a bad thing good. It's to make the good thing better. Mm. So if there's a goal for us, in my opinion, it's to make the good things better, you know, like it's, it's a stupid mindset to burn everything down and start again. Mm. It is stupid. It's, it's, it's why we need people to live past 50 because they would, it wouldn't be on 39 year old to say that's stupid because it is stupid coming from a 39 year old. What the hell do I know? I haven't bought my own home. I haven't done this. I'm just a podcaster, you know? But that's what happens when you kind of pass that on before you're ready to. This is mm. the key for the elders, you know? This is why, you know, <laughs> this is why I think we're partly in trouble. And then if you're too old, you know, like Trump and then you, you're silly as well. So, because you don't pass it on. You want to hoard on to life. Well, I as many resources as you can because you're aware of the end that's that's it trump's issue is not necessarily an age issue though right do you do you think that there's a huge are we are we missing a trick you know because we do have a tendency it seems to uh to relegate our elderly often to you know off to the side there's a whole there's so much knowledge and insight there right well yeah don't be surprised that you know versions of trump exist if you cut off all the old people in that culture mm. like pacific culture doesn't you know it is um, asian culture doesn't mm. i mean i don't know asian culture so i won't generalize but the idea i get is that yeah the, the elders serve a purpose to mentor you know who knows trump might not have had a awesome older mentor you mm. know who passed on and I talked about luck. You know, you luck your way into things. And sometimes you have enough cards in your area to get you to the peak. But, you know, if, if, you, don't have, if you don't have that foundation, right, I, I suspect it would be very good for that man for someone to sit down and do some breathing exercises. <laughs> you know, you know and, and, and in fact, I'd love a movement where en masse we all got together and we just did a bit of breathing. You know, mm. one, it'd be nice for all of our ears to just have a bit of rest, to hear nice things from nature. Two, it would be a way for us to get together without the booze and the music and the yelling. And and three, it would just be good for us because, I mean, we talk way more than our ancestors did. And there's a thing called uh, uh, over-oxygenation. That's probably not the official term, but it is now for me, where you you can breathe too much. It's a weird concept. Mm. I mean, it's not really if you think of hyperventilation. That's exactly what it is. You effectively hyperventilate because you breathe too much. And uh, I was looking at some research in the course I'm doing. Um, anyone's interested, I'm studying under uh, 
a thing called Oxygen Advantage. That's the course if you want to go check out what I'm kind of preaching. Uh, but that when you, well, first of all, the optimal breathing for relaxation is five and a half to six breaths a minute. Now test yourself when you have five minutes on your own. See how often you breathe in a minute. Some people are up to 20 breaths a minute. And when you breathe five and a half to six breaths a minute uh, through the nose, the actual amount of oxygen that gets processed through the body is more than when you think you're... <sighs> so when we're telling everyone, go take three deep breaths, you might be actually stitching your mate up <laughs> because you, you, know, you might come back in more ready you know, mm. because, yeah, it's like, it's comparable to you imagining what you would do if a big tiger was standing in front of you. Mm. And you can already feel your, you know, you're ready to go. Imagine the ripple effect if mm. Trump, before he opened up his laptop and started writing his tweet, if you just spend a minute doing your breathing exercise, how different it might be. Yeah, yeah, how different it would be. This is the thing. If we all did it, you know, yeah. he's hyperventilated, we're hyperventilated, we're ready to go, he's ready to go, and then it's just a power game. Hmm. And I think one of the things that I've analyzed, and we'll see how this comes across in, in long term, but I can say that in terms of like uh, my observation of, let's say, Pakeha culture in New Zealand, is it's very good at organizing. You know, it's very good at organizing at mass. And I don't know where that comes from whether it's a kind of British, you know, when you had an empire, you had to, you had to uh, get ideas across on mass, right? Oh. Where you couldn't just zip around and tell everyone you had to um, create a story. So I think this is where that still benefits people today because they're used to calendar bookings and all these things. And, you know, we're just assuming everyone's up to play, but lots of people don't know what zoom is. You know, so we have a portal into this right now where we can see both sides. Uh, and, and I guess I only reference that because um, the opposite is what I believe my Pacific, Pacific heritage gives me. So it's not that we're not organized. I'm not saying that. It's that, you know, the things when we get together that I treasure and value is the connection, is the food, is the laughter, is the color, is the vibrancy. Mm. And, you know, again, everyone could use a bit more of both. But the fact that it comes uh, inbaked in some cultures and not in others, um, yeah, we've got, you've got to do something about that. You can't, you can't expect someone to grow up in, in a city and never see something like, you know, I mean, what's the most beautiful thing you can think of you've done in New Zealand? For me, it's... It's something like um, the Whanganui River, going down it, seeing the mass and, and realizing how small you are. That's an insight that can't just be lucky to have. You've got to have some way of uh, sharing that with the world other than a digital movie of Lord of the Rings, you know? Um, so I don't know. There's a huge burden on us all to... Yeah, to just work out what's the metric, right? And I'm probably going way too deep. Apologies for that. But, you know, we have our versions of that where we're squeezing people together, squeezing them together 
And you know, what are we taking away? Okay. You can have a little park down here and swing over there, but, but you know, there needs to be some responsibility on what these foundational things are for humanity or scrap that and double down on technology and that'll run it for us. Like that'll update our firmware because we have this old firmware and that's my whole point. It's, 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 you know, you, you just can't expect the Commodore 64 to be an Xbox, whatever, but we are, we are actually expecting that. Right. And that's kind of, I think that's pretty shitty actually that that's never acknowledged. Like you probably learn how to breathe properly if you do yoga, but no one thinks of going to yoga mm. for breath. And this is just one tiny area, actually breath, but I think it's bigger than we consider it to be. So uh, I'm happy at I'm happy to champion it and learn more and, um, and to pass that on because, because, well, the idea I heard is, you know, uh, you can survive for weeks without food, days without water, but minutes without breath. And that's the order of importance, <laughs> except the one that's most important is not talked about, mm. you know, nutrition all the time, uh, you know, fluid and being hydrated all the time. How me and you breathe. Good luck. It's really interesting when you were describing, uh, you know, running on the Commodore 64 firmware versus the Xbox. I was thinking to myself, how the hell did we get here? <laughs> what, is, yeah. what is happening? Um, but it's really, yeah, it's really interesting because what you're talking about is you're talking about, you know, f two very different perspectives. You've, you're talking about uh, the vibrancy of the of Pacific and then, the you know, this kind of perceived organization of, um, uh, of the Western world. And then, um, you know, this this kind of one element that's coming through from breathing and the profound uh, impact that has on the way that we think. So there's, there's kind of all of these things going on and you, you know, you're in this world where you are, you know, you're pulling these things together, you're pulling these strands together and you're opening them up hopefully to, uh, to other people, as you say, who will come along by, by fluke, by the luck of an algorithm and, and see that. Mm. Like how do, how do you get more control over that? How do you get, how do you, how do you create the situation where more and more people are having these mm. discussions, these open discussions and really looking at, um, you know, a part of yoga or a part of, uh, of this and, and kind of breaking down some of the silos a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think it probably comes more through. Well, for those who have it too easy, uh, you know, something will come and bite you. And for those who have it too hard, hopefully something will come along and um, cradle you, you know? So, so I guess it, uh, I'm hoping that everyone looks at their own situation and just thinks, what can you contribute? You know, cause it's silly to think that um, you have the answer. That's actually, that's silly. You don't have the answer because we're all different and that's okay that the difference is kind of in the answer. So you just got to really look at, well, what can you do? What, what is, what comes naturally to you? You know, it's, it's kind of weird that you think that some people really like writing or some people really like dancing, you know, there, there is something in that mm. like, and, and, and it kind of is on you to see what it is that makes you, that floats your boat. And, 
and if you can be one of the people who's like gifted in terms of uh, lucky enough to be in that situation, like I acknowledged before, I don't think most of the world even considers that they're just surviving, you know, or mm. not surviving. I'll, I'll say it a different way. Probably thriving, living, living to live where we have this weird capacity where living isn't even considered. We're just mm. alive, man. You know, we just do stuff and I can do this. And what can you do? And how can you capture it? And all these things. Mm. But, but I, I wonder if that is kind of like an evolution or something, you know, where, you know, like the capacity to dream. I don't know where that comes from and why it's there, but it's there for some reason. I think it's there for more than just, you know, your to, to process bad information and get it out. I think, um, have awesome dreams sometimes where what well, you know psychedelics you know that it's basically a fat dream isn't it where you can come out the other side a totally different person i probably won't delve into that world but definitely it must be just like a cheat portal you know but i, th I think ultimately i'll get there but it's just gonna it's probably like you know over 50 is when those things start revealing themselves um yeah, nah, it's it's too hard. It's too hard to to, to answer it. You just got to go with fundamentals. You know, I think the breath is a good fundamental. That's how you can agree on the most unagreeable things. You can say that Trump could breathe better. And no one can argue with that. You know, you would say he would make better decisions. And no one can argue with that. You can apply that to everyone else too. So I, I like that as a fundamental. Mm. You know, I had this idea of a primal secret, you know, that was more when I was thinking clickbait. I've changed it a bit, but for me, that locks it in. You know, it was a primal secret, something they don't want you to know, right? Mm. So that kind of gets into that realm of conspiracy and knowledge. Hoarding. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it too. I just think that it will set me up for the wrong motivation. But in my mm. mind, it sparks the fire, right? And I started thinking about a primal secret and I had to try and define it. And for me, a primal secret was, you know, something that makes you physically or mentally stronger, something that has to work for everybody, even those of us whose society has forgotten. So I was specifically thinking about, you know, the worst people in our society, the ones we block, the ones we troll, no, not troll, the ones we, you know, parade around online as examples of evil hmm. it would even have to work for them right because in real life redemption is a thing and we've struggled to find ways to bring people back you know so we have a path back for a murderer i've had murderers or people who have killed people on my podcast and they're doctors today and they came back to society and they have families i mean that's hope right and it is through these psychological principles and exercise and stuff. So, but it's luck that came across that. And it's three years of a, of a degree. And it's also assuming that you can write well and read well. So my primal stuff that I'm thinking about is even has to work if you're not able-bodied, right? It even has to work if you can't see mm. or whatever that is. For, you know it can't be assumed that you have everything we're assuming that we've got everything and i think that's what happiness is that's why it's a stupid 
a metric because it means different things to everyone. But when you focus right down to something as primal as the breath, which you can actually only last minutes before you die without, this is, this is where we can be talking, right? This is true diversity, in my opinion, where it's something that is the bedrock of foundation. And if you get that right, just like everything else we know in life, you start there and you slowly build to it, build to it, build to it. But we want this. Actually, we're inheriting this. And then we end up crumbling back down, right? So so I just, I love it. The cold's the same. The cold is literally at the ocean. The cold has to, by law, if you rent a house or you're in whatever housing situation, you have to have water. Mm. It's awesome because you don't even have to have hot water. You can have cold water. And then it's just you you know, making yourself stronger. And I think those are the pathways out of this darkness, regardless of scenario, regardless of wealth, you know, history is that if it all is dark, well, I'll give you a third one that I've been thinking about too. So, you know, you got cold, you got breathing is fasting or not eating. Hmm. Such a strange concept because so many people around the world actually face that through starvation it's a crazy crazy idea and i struggle with it because i don't quite know why it's why it sits there but i was thinking part of the what i can imagine someone who's at their end tether is comparable to you know when you eat too much and you just Mm. it's actually that sound and people can imagine what that means you know i think that's a for life it's just it's too full I'm over it. I can't move properly. I, I, I don't feel like doing anything. I don't want to wait for the food to go. Now I've got, you know, upset tummy, whatever that is for the mind, right? And I was thinking, what if like hung, to be hungry for life, you actually have to be hungry. I mean, think about how a hunter or whatever our ancestors were, when they found food, the joy it must have given them. Because mm. you probably weren't hungry that often. No, you probably weren't full that often. Sorry, that sounds so strange to me that I actually, when I said it out loud, I got it wrong. You were never really full, but we're always full. So I I would love to explore some research around, you know, let's take people who society's forgotten and kind of work on how do you kind of reconnect with hunger? Just something primal like that. Like when's, I'd like to see, you know, when people take their life, were they, what's, you know, were they full? Were they overfull? Were they, you know, did they have all this sugar and crap in their body? Mm. And, and almost like a detox, um, but not like in the drug realm, like in the mind realm, you know, where, look, it sounds weird. We're going to make you hungry. We're going to put you in the cold. We're going to make you breathe. <laughs> and then we're just going to hang out with you. And we're going to have conversations. We're going to talk for hours. And we're going to, you know, be like Will and talk himself into a corner and then hope that the intent of people going back through his archive and seeing that I'm not a monster gets you out, right? And this is the kind of condition, I think, that I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe those things are enough. Not sure, but we'll see. There's something, uh, a couple of things there are blowing my mind right now. Um, But that concept of, yeah, being, being, 
being full, maybe full with it. Mm. And so, do you, is it does it tie into that old metaphor about it's the journey? You know, it's the journey, not the destination. So, if if everything is there on a plate and you don't have to fight for anything, you don't have to. Is there some dignity that goes with that that yeah, we that so. we lose? I think there is, and I think we know what we mean, but we have a hard time picturing what that really means, because you can always look at it from a different perspective, you know, um, just like the starvation. It's actually ridiculous on one level that I would purposefully not eat when people around the world, some people around the world can't eat, mm-hmm. right? So it depends what lens you look through, but, but you know, that's the thing. It's, it's not starvation. It's just being hungry. It's a different thing. Yeah. It is the short-term uncomfortable mm. is what we're talking about. You know, where this is something different. When you are starving, it's a long-term pain, right? And so those are different. And it is that line. It's the line that we talk about when we say pain and pleasure. It's mm. the line when we talk about when we say something shouldn't be funny, but it is. You know, these are the things that we're trying to express. Am I allowed to be rude and quickly go to the toilet? <laughs> No, you can go for it. You can edit, right? Because <laughs> unless we leave the mic on, I'll, I'll literally be like, just on that topic we were on, is Evan how good it feels to go for we if you've been holding it? And we won't even let ourselves have that anymore. Mm. Everyone can imagine uh, the endorphins you get. So even mm. like, yeah, it's probably not good for you, but, but why don't we explore all of those things before we call it a day? Mm. you know simply it's and, and it's kind of in your control like i'm just gonna hold my wee <laughs> it, it's probably not good apologies if i hurt someone accidentally but the idea is i'm so happy right now mm. i tried to hold it i tried to hold it and then it, i had to be honest and i said i gotta go <laughs> and then i went and i came back and you know life carries on and we'll be able to edit that bit out but what did we do there <laughs> i think we were we actually triggered into the authentic self, right? Which mm. is, I had to be honest about a vulnerability. And um, when we did that, I got more than just the relief. I, you know, um, yeah, allowed myself, well, I showed the right part of myself, I think. So mm. yeah, I mean, no one needs to know I went to the toilet, but why the hell not, right? Exactly. I mean, if we don't do that, we get ourselves into these ridiculous situations where, you know, I once heard that, there's a story that the North Korean people actually think, I don't think they actually think it, but the story is Kim Jong-un doesn't have a belly button. And, oh no, I think it doesn't poo or something like that. You know, it's like how this is where it leads. If you never, if all your references, let's say, you know, in, a, in the most loving way, if our only reference is that this is humanity of the pictures behind you, then you will never get the other side, which is, you know, the tears, the, the, all the things that happen behind closed doors that you actually also need to have a full picture. Even taking a dump when you need yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. You said it, and I love that. And <laughs> you went there, and, you know, like this is just the realities of it, eh? Is that you can dress it all up as much as you want, but you can always imagine that, man, that person always also goes to the toilet, mm. you know, and it's a weird picture to have in your head, but, but um, I mean, that, that is proof that we're this kind of biological machine, 
Mm. You know, I actually couldn't control that. Ideally, I wouldn't have had to go. Mm. But you're not in control. You just, uh, this is the mind and the body kind of working in harmony where mm. it, it will tell you, it will tell you. You could not drink, and I guess you could control it that way, but eventually you're going to have to drink and eventually you're going to have to go. So like it or not, you're not in control. And the best you can do is, um, I guess, yeah, understand what's going on and um, jump on and, and try and, you know, get the best out of it, eh? Uh, well, as a smooth segue away from the, the topic of going to the toilet, if we look back over the, the last 300 conversations that you've mm. had, uh, and, and you might have mentioned it before in terms of the power of redemption, but has there been something, has there been some standout that has really affected you, has maybe not only blown your mind, but has really, has mm. really changed things for you? Um. Well, I, I didn't have much to say. I mean, I always have much to say on lots of things, but I didn't quite have an answer when you talked about hope. But I do have a strong feeling of healing. And I mean it like a physical way and an emotional way. I think it's a, it's a really interesting idea that, um, that if you use your pain and heal it correctly, that you can have even better scenario you know that you can fuel yourself and i didn't know this right because i was telling you that i come from a family where they had lots of protectors around me so i don't i don't have that fuel instinctively mm. you know if you just gave me free run at things i would be you know a mum's basement boy on this computer but uh, there's a couple of things that i've learned that fuel one is um kind of making sure there's enough money for food in the family account, right? That's a good fuel. That's a, that's the, it's, if you can't, if you can't make it happen though, it turns into an enemy, right? It turns into anxiety and, and plenty of us have that, but harnessed properly, it can motivate you. It can make you grow up, you know? Um, so healing is something that comes through quite often in the podcast in all different forms, you know, it's very hopeful to hear that people can heal. Mm. You even talk, uh, so one of my recent podcasts was with Adi Savir, the All Black, and, you know, no one thought to ask how the All Blacks are doing mm. because they're our heroes for when we need them. But he told me about spending time with his daughter. Mm. We totally forget that they have families too. You know, they're on at 7.30 on a Saturday because we want to watch it with our families. Um, hearing that someone can, you know, have a psychological breakdown. This is not Adi, uh, another sports player, um, Paul Fatueta. He's a former rugby league player. His story is he couldn't, he didn't have the capacity to see a life outside of sport because the world had groomed him for mm. league. And he had a psychological break because he couldn't find a way out. He couldn't live in the future. Sorry, in the now. It was only past and future. Mm. I've come from this. I'm going there. I don't know what to do now. But he healed. He healed and, he's, and he now goes around helping people, right? Um, I, that's my hope is that, you know, um, 
take the stuff in the world right now. It's like, it's hard to see a future. It's hard to see a future, but, but there potentially could be a, a scenario where after the fighting, after the yelling, after the protesting, after the acknowledgement of whatever, that there, there will be a healing. And um, I hope for that. You know, if I guess if there's one thing that we can do as humans, we 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 do heal. We might heal wrong, but we do heal. You know, so so yeah, maybe it's a the metaphor is don't get don't let the wound become infected. You know, because then it's dangerous. You know, you have to look after your body when it needs to heal. Um, that's that's the theme that comes through. I I've never said that. Uh, it just came to me now because you would think it's like, oh, mind-blowing. I mean, those things help push my mind out. But when I really think about what, you know, I spoke to a guy, Brad Smeal, and you know, he broke his neck uh, wakeboarding. So he's, you know, um, paralyzed and from the neck down. But he's so hopeful. He's so driven because that is the only option we've all got you know you have to believe in it and i don't mean it from a religious perspective even though i sometimes think that would help us right now because it's hard to grapple with the big oh. stuff uh so i don't <laughs> i grapple with me and this little world of the breath and it's just like in here and that's it um but but you know your imagination suggests that I could never live through something like this or that, but of course you can, of course you can, because we all come from a long line of survivors, you know, and most of us will never have to grapple with the, the most intense, but, but we can definitely exercise ourselves to understand it. You know, that's all I do trying to exercise myself. So if there is the moment where I have to decide, I hope that I, I'm not trying to do it for the first time, you know, something like that. What advice would you have for, for people who are coming out, you know, I mean, because we're talking about a lot of unemployed, mm. you know, a lot of people who have never been there, near, mm. near, near a dull check, near the doll, the wind's office uh, going out. And they, and with that, there's, there's so much a loss of identity. Well, what they thought was their identity tied up with what they do. What advice would you have for people coming out into this kind of world of uncertainty where they've got to pick up the pieces and maybe heal a little bit? Oh, <clears throat> I'm vastly underskilled to offer advice, but what I can say from, uh, from the areas that I have invested a lot of time into is that, uh, the best things for us are probably free anyway. So, you know, none of these things like the breath or anything, you know, I referenced the primal secrets. The other deal I didn't say, but I should have, is that they're not a replacement for therapy or medication and things like that, right? So you can't, and it's also not a one-stop shop, but they're, they're, they're foundational things that I'm exploring. So if it's all if it's all too wild, I don't know what to do in those scenarios. Probably wait for the calm to come and it will come one way or another, you know, it'll come one way or another. And then, you know, um, to pick 
the most simple things, I guess, and to try and really focus on those, you know, like the breath. You don't need much more than just to breathe through your nose. And that's hard enough. Mm. Add exercise to that, it becomes harder, but the benefits are better. Uh, you know, if it's all out of your control, um, and you can because of uh, physical medical conditions, you know, try to eat a bit less. And I don't mean that in a weight loss way. I mean, get that hunger back up by being actually hungry. Focusing on things like food is awesome when you're actually hungry. Mm. I've tried it on myself and, you know, people say, oh, don't you get hangry? And, and I actually don't think hangry is a thing. I think it's a symptom of sugar withdrawals. I think that's what that is. You're biting because you're missing sweet stuff. As far as I can see, I'm the most polite ever when I'm the hungriest because, you know, I'm trying to not do anything to screw up mealtime, you know, and mealtime's coming up for me soon. So, so, you know, getting a very good version of me. Um, just trying to think, trying to think. Yeah. I'd go primal. That's what I'd do, but not the primal wildness. I'd go primal with, um, you know, I'll try and get, I'd try and, here's what I'd try and do. You know, hopefully, I never, hopefully none of us have to do this, but if you do, that's what I'd do. Uh, I'd, I'd take a whole day and I'd try and get as many primal things into it. So I'd look, to be awake for the sunrise and then at the other end I'd look to see the sunset and I want to see those with my eyes all right so that's two things that you got to get through that day so it gives you a reason to be here uh, I would I'd not eat for that day okay so when that sunset comes man I'm hungry now that might not work for everyone because I don't know you're gonna have to eat sometime I'd definitely drink lots of water that's what I'd do get enough water in that day and I'm not an expert on water. I'm not an expert on anything. But anyways, this is just imaginary well world. I would uh I would go for a swim, regardless of temperature. And I'd say to myself, um when I'm swimming, I'm only gonna breathe through my nose. <laughs> I'd I'd make that my day. Now that's five things or six things that have that I have to control. You know, you don't need to be um, have much more than to make those things happen. And I'd see how you feel after it. Um, you know, that's really, that's really would be my way of expressing trying to ground yourself. You know, trying to trying to give yourself a way to enact enough of these things that you might, at the end of it, say, right, what's happening here? What's happening here, you know? Um, the order I run it in at the moment when I'm developing these ideas is breathe better, move better, think better. Mm. So the thinking's last. You can't think your way out of that problem. And who knows how, you, know, you described a pretty dark time, right? But presumably, if you, you can, in New Zealand, you can go to wins, right? So you go to wins, you do your thing. You suck it up, you know, because you just have to. You sign up for the thing. You provide your passport. Uh, you don't say, you know, I'm only A because Windsor's interested in trying to find you work. 
So you sign up for that, you get help immediately because this is the scenario that you can. And then you put that time into another incubator like we did on lockdown, like you should have been doing this on lockdown, you know, but whatever, you thought you were going to go back to flying your planes or whatever it is. Okay, we can't. So now we bite the bullet and we go to wins and we sign up and then you try this for five days and you see where you're at, you know, and it might give you the courage to, to sign up for that course or, you know, go stack a shelf. You know, these are things I've considered. You know, I, I, I mean, I would say I'm lucky enough and proactive enough that my skills allow me to continuously evolve. So as yet, I'm, I'm yet to find myself extreme vulnerable where I have to be forced. But I've done it. I've worked for friends and the company fell over and I was, I signed up for wins, you know. And this was not that long ago. Uh, luckily, I had the contacts to find some other work. But, you know, there's something kind of freeing about that too. You know, okay, we're all on the same level. We're doing this, you know. I might not want to go to do a minimum wage job, but I might have to. eh? And that's kind of, that's okay. You know, I mentioned very early before we started recording that one of the things I did during lockdown is I invested in a mental skills coach. And what he told me is that we have these ideas, but very rarely do we give ourselves permission to do it. Because I gave him the idea of breathing. I'd known about these techniques for over five years, but it's only this year where I've started it. I said, what was going on there? Why? I know the health benefits. I know all these things. He said, you probably never gave yourself permission. And COVID gave me permission to do these things, right? So if you need to hear this from me, then you have permission to do what you need to do to be the best version of you. And that's kind of, that's it. You know, um, it's too big. It's too varied, our world. So you can't say uh, anything else than, you know, you have permission and people fought for us to have permission to try this. So to to try and be the best version and get away from the guarantee. I think that's the <laughs> that's where all the drama comes from, mm. you know, from oil. We guarantee. Uh, I liked it that all the big players struggled during COVID because we weren't out there buying, keeping this big ship going. Mm. I think it was a nice reminder that essentials were essential. KFC wasn't essential. We didn't argue because we thought we might not be able to have this freedom again. You know, we really weren't sure. Mm. Uh, and we still shouldn't be that sure because I think we've all kind of, yeah, COVID, lockdown, yeah. But there was a moment where the collective consciousness connected deeply because we were like, oof, this, is this it? Is this it? And it might still be. But, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely an, a lesson. And, and enact those lessons now. Like, if you have to be in the line at wins, it's because of COVID. It's not because of, it might be because of you, but I'd say blame it on COVID and get in that line. You know, it's a, it's a good excuse. Yeah. So yeah. And, and you know, it must suck if you have to do that, but Hey, there's plenty of us uh, who kept jobs and we're desperately unhappy. You know, um, one thing I know about unhappiness is it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, it finds you. So you got to, like hunt, you got to hunt it back down and contain it. Eh? You know, that's like 
don't know if you've ever explored the yin yang i mean we think about it as like the rip curl side or whatever it is but <laughs> but it's those bits in between each other that are the true um lesson you know they're the that they're that darkness or that wickedness mm. within each other and if you it's okay the yin yang it's got it contained in there but you know, who knows? That thing might be made out of glass and cracks, and all of a sudden it gets out and 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 attacks and 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 um, you know we, I mean, look at what's happening now. Everyone's everyone's unsure what the right movements forward is, you know, and um, it's not a good space. No one enjoys it. So so yeah, hopefully when we're here, we can uh, take a little bit of that and a little bit of that and contain that kind of bad stuff and then live over 50 so we can pass it on because these have already been learned we already learned this dumb stuff about <laughs> people into their camps you know this is this is what the what all of our families fought for against the nazis so that there wouldn't be this pureness to life you know it's too, mm. it's too pure it's we're vulnerable and it's sickening you know it's cool that we're different and messy and um, you know, some of us are tall and short and fat and skinny. Like some of us stink good and stink bad. And you need it, you know. We don't, you don't necessarily it. need the stink bad part, though. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, know about you, but my life, my wife likes it when I'm stinky, and that still freaks me out because I'm like, <laughs> what is happening there on a primal level? Yeah. I'm like, I stink. I can't you smell it? She's like, you know. So anyway probably going too too deep <laughs> on that note i was i was looking for somewhere somewhere poetic to wrap it up but i think that's probably that's a good place as any yeah well look can i thank you for having me and chatting to me and I, i'm i do most of the interviewing so it's interesting to be on the other side it's mm, a I, was, yeah. I was wondering how you're going to take that yeah was it all right it's a win-win you know it didn't feel that different to having a podcast anyway because i guess you had the role of you know thinking what's next but if it's a good conversation none of us should right and i think mm. that would be a signal of a connection is that you um you know no one's driving this something mm. else is driving it it is what we put up here as you know these you know uh i don't know exactly how to express it but we love this idea of giving the power over to God or something mm. bigger than us. And I think you experience it in moments like, you know, what do we power through two hours, something like that. And it's like, wow, where'd that time go? Well, it went, mm. it went, we were synced, you know, we were on this different wave and, um, uh, you know, it's the pleasure in life and you would agree, right? It's a shame if you don't get to experience that mm. we've something's let, we've let each other down. If you never get to experience like, you know, just connected with someone, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, why the hell do we like Forrest Gump? It's exactly for that reason. He sits on a park bench and tells these yarns mm. and everyone's like, wow. And some people think he's this and others think he's that, but, but um, yeah, there's something, yeah. Uh, something in that. The, yeah. It's the, the universal truth. You know, we all yeah. kind of tap into these things. Yeah, 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 and it's huge. Eh? It's kind of everything and nothing. It could be nothing, but it de definitely doesn't feel like that. It feels like it's something. I mean, it mm. does feel like some type of energy. It's just as soon as you say it, you're like, oof, that feels weird to say. 
<laughs> how do you how do you monetize it? You know, mm. um, but but yeah, that yeah. So look, I I, I really appreciate it, and uh, if you are open to, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Come and talk, and I think we got. Um, I'd like to unpick the things in your head, right? Because. <laughs> And maybe you don't want them unpicked yet, but, uh, <laughs> it's but a, we have a responsibility to share it, eh? Because because if we don't, then I think we also contribute to a a kind of lazy thinking world, mm. you know. And um, particularly because we share the kind of cultural thing, yeah. What does it even mean to to be part of a culture, you mm. know? Sometimes I think that I'm not part of a culture. This is the weird insight that I'm just me mm. and I can dip in and out of things. It's until I have to write down what's your ethnicity. Yeah. I'm like, why am I, why do I have to write this? What are you categorizing this for? You know? Mm. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting for us to unpick that. I suspect there's <laughs> plenty of, you know, that, half cast like out there who who are also feeling the tension take mm. the black lives matter right mm. where, do, where do i sit in that i don't know i haven't mm. said anything out loud and i don't know if i'm contributing to racism i don't know because uh, i've seen plenty of the posts which say i am you mm. know because i haven't said anything and i guess that's where the cold has been my friend in some ways when i'm i'm really not sure go into that you know it's like this weird portal where the, the even the little ice bath it hugs me it can it holds me for a second and it doesn't make the, it stops the world feeling so big you know and um i think the tension i have is just because i haven't seen the i haven't seen the worst in culture i've only seen the best in both so i it's hard for me to it's hard for me to say we all don't play our part, but as soon as you say that, then you say that it's not putting the respect on it that it needs. And I agree with that. Hmm. I, I just like to think that we all play our part and those who need to stand up and fight are there fighting. And those who need to hug them when they come back from the war are waiting. You know, something like that. Hmm. That, that we weren't all warriors, that some of us, I think of the jester, you know, it was his job to make who of his job to make people laugh because you can't all just stand around fighting all day. So yeah, yeah. hopefully that's exactly what we did today. We gave people this virtual hug and they need it <laughs> most. You know? It's and, interesting. Uh, um, when we're talking about, you know, the fight that people need to have and, and sometimes I think, uh, you know, cause I mentioned like with the Cook Islands, uh, it drives me nuts that there's so much resource and there's so much uh, exploitation. Uh, but then um, people in Rara don't have a hosp basic hospital um, with the equipment that they might need to save someone who goes into, um, you know, a cardiac arrest. Uh, based. Um, uh, so then I started kind of working on these, like a processing plan, working with Callahan Innovation to, to look at enzymes. And then part of me thinks, it's, is that my place? Is it my place to come in and do that? <laughs> you know, um, am I, am I just being, am I being some fraud or uh, taking ownership over something? Right. But, 
Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting tension, you know. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think you're doing exactly what we referenced, or I referenced before with our grandparents seeking, they would hope that they wouldn't have probably imagined it, but the idea is you would be expanding your education, that you would be doing all of the things that weren't immediately there, maybe for them. Mm. Um, you know, that once you had the fundamentals covered that you could explore. And maybe that's another way to think that we're, we are still exploring as our ancestors did, but we're just doing it through these mental ways as well. You know, we're exploring ideas. So no, I would, I would, I think we, look, we are not, we are not from that Island, you know, even though we are, we're from this one and we have a cultural heritage. So we have a play, a part to play whether or not we would actually be listened to, that's where time will tell. I don't know. I haven't been for funding in the Pacific space yet, but what will they see me as? Mm. Um, I'll tell you because I'll find out soon and I'll turn around if, if, if any of the cultures don't listen because um, we've got something to say, right? We have a unique insight and shit, yeah, they need your innovation. You know, for all of the people that die because they don't have that, they need you. So, yeah, and and it's interesting because we're both probably talking about the opposite ends of the cliff, right? They need some of the holistic over here and then some of that med- medicine here. And actually, I think most people are stuck where they're not getting either. Mm. And so that's probably one way where we can look at it where um, because we've had these varied lives, we can see what the world has on offer, you know? I don't expect everyone to know about um, mindfulness and meditation and, and, you know, cold ice therapy. I'll learn that. And then we can share the knowledge Mm. and uh, put it this way. If we don't based on being not sure, then we just took a easier option. (laughs) Mm. So that's the kind of, maybe that's the colonizer in me (laughs) right but fuck it it's not just that we're both Mm. we'll just ride that wave and um yeah that's all we can do